0: Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast with David Baker. David was a former paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne Division and for over 30 years has been a preacher. He has written 5 books and is an Amazon number 1 best-selling author. He is the chaplain at the county jail, pastor's a church, and is the father of 11 children. Yes, 11. This podcast is here to give you wisdom for your family, your marriage, your children, your finances, your health, and your life. And now, the host of Wisdom of Life podcast, David Baker. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. My name is David Baker and I have the privilege to be your host today. We're talking about problems with teenagers, okay, problems with teenagers uh, I'm sure you don't have any, right? So um, most of the time, our family, we have 11 children. Most of the time, we had five teenagers at the same time. Remember when that happened? When uh, the oldest was 19, we counted, we got five teenagers. Wow. And uh, for most of the time, we have had five teenagers. So now we only have three. We have a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, Larissa just turned 20, and then we have, I guess, an 18-year-old. So um, we only have three teenagers now. So a lot of people have one teenager like oh no what do we do so here it is I think Mark Twain had the best um, idea for teenagers and uh, wise man writer um, very um, wise and wise here's what he said when a child turns 12 he should be kept in a barrel and fed through the hole when he reaches 16 at which time you plug the hole (laughs) Okay. So, uh, of course we're joking. All right. We, uh, do not uh, believe that we love teenagers. And we talked about the, uh, separation gap between the two and, don't believe that, don't want that, don't believe it should be that way. Um, there does not have to be a separation gap between teenagers and their parents, and we don't want that to be. To work hard at keeping their heart, how important that is. If you haven't gone there, go to the Good Kid Quiz, take it, and uh, if you need more, there's a course there that can help you. All right, so we want to um, get into this and give you some uh Some help for this. So uh, um, I won't go through the recovery. You can go back to last week and see if you, um, I won't do any uh, review. So we're going to talk this week about rebellion and independence, rebellion and independence. Now, they're two totally separate things. And uh, I talked about this with children, but I'll talk about it again. Our child, when they are in the womb, they're 100% dependent upon parent on the mom and zero on themselves. Without the mom, they cannot survive. Once they're born, now they can breathe on their own. They're 2% dependent upon themselves, 98% on mom. Mom has to do everything to take care of them or they will not live. And so by the time they're ready to move out of the house, they should be close to 100% dependent upon themselves and not on mom and dad and to cut those apron strings. Okay, it's called. And so... In doing that, we need to help them to be independent. We need to help them to do their own things. If a child at 18 is still 100% dependent on mom and dad or 80% dependent on mom and dad, uh, he is not gonna be, have a good life, he's not prepared. So they gotta learn and know all those things and teach them and help them with that. No teenager likes to be treated like a child. The problem is the way they don't wanna be treated like a child is they wanna do their own thing in rebellion and when they wanna be treated like a child, they want mom to do everything for them. Mom clean my room. Mom, iron my clothes. Mom, wash my clothes. Mom, make me this, do this for me. And so that's exactly the opposite. We do not allow rebellion, okay? Sorry, my house, my roof, my rules. Don't like it. See you. Love you. Take care. <laughs> that, that's the way it is. And I've been that way. Uh, when kids want to assert their independence through rebellion, then absolutely not. We're not doing that. Sorry, it's not your room. It's my room. I bought it. You didn't buy it. It's not your room. We let you live there, and I'm glad to let you live there, and I love you, and I'm glad for you to stay, but it has to be obeying my rules. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. When you come to the day that you don't want to obey my rules, then you become on your own, and so most of them don't really want that, and I'm not... Quote, bluffing, I'm serious about that. Um, And that's the way it needs to be. They need to know that. And it came uh, time, one of the teenagers wanted to uh, do his own thing, and we went through this, and he realized, "Uh oh, dad's serious. If I don't do right, I'm not going to live here. And he changed had another one living in our home. He was older and uh, and no fight, no debate, no argument. He came and said, uh, I'm going to leave. I said, okay, why? He said, because I am living in a way that is um, not by your rules and I don't need to do that and live under your roof. Okay, great. How can I help you? And so uh, he went through a struggle for a time, but he knew there was no argument. There was no fight. There was no debate. There was no yelling because he knew If he is going to live here, he has to live by our rules, okay? So independence and rebellion is is when I went and looked up the 20 biggest things. That's what they called it, but they're totally different. Independent, yes, we want them to be. And moms, you need to realize they're not your little Johnny. They're not your little baby, okay? I know they'll always be. You birthed them, (laughs) you fed them, you took care of them, you changed your diaper. But they need to be able to grow and to be learning how to be independent uh, and to be able to Give them enough rope to hang themselves, not literally, but to give them enough rope to, to, we don't trust the flesh, but where, okay, they have a phone, we monitor it. They have a car, we monitor it. Uh, do you ever check where your kids are going? To, yeah, absolutely. Now now we have life 360, so we know where they are, or at least where their phone is all the time. But before we had that, um, my son was supposed to be working for somebody at this certain time, and it was late. Yeah, I went by to make sure he was where he was supposed to be. There's nothing wrong with that um, to be able to grow. So rebellion, don't allow it. I'm sorry you can't live in our house and do that. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. You cannot allow a child to be in rebellion. Rebellion. And if you do, it, 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 your home, you'll lose your whole home. You'll lose your marriage, you'll lose all of your kids. When they, all the other kids see, uh oh, oh, dad just kicked him out because he wouldn't obey the rules. Mark that down, don't do that, okay? Don't do that. Satan wants all of your kids, but especially your first one. If you can get your firstborn that's supposed to be dedicated to God, um, if he can get that firstborn, then it's so easy, clink, 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 like playing those little green army men, you thump them over, Next one, next one, next one. Because that older child has influence and Satan gets him. It just watches all the other ones. When you're holding back and say, no, we're not going to let that happen. In my family growing up, um, first oldest boy, uh, Satan got me working on the next one, working on the next one. My dad totally changed and said, Nope, this is not going to happen. Changed churches, uh, got close to God, started doing more for God, and praying for me that God would turn me around. I am so thankful for that. Okay. Rebellion and independence, a big deal. Okay. Big deal. Now, sometimes we have to have the talk with our kids and say, Look, I need to apologize to you. I have not been leading and guiding you the way I'm supposed to. And I'm sorry, and I need to apologize. What? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, will you forgive me? Yes. Okay, from now on, things are going to be different. Boom, 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 boom. Here's how things are going to be now. And you live up to that. You do that. You apologize. It's your fault. You've not been disciplining, correcting, encouraging, helping, towing the line, checking up on things. But from now on, it's going to be different. And um, they realize, okay, they're going to know. And it really is important. All right. So, problem with teenagers, risk-taking behavior. And again, this is two parts. Part of me is like, yeah, we want them to, and part of it we don't. All right, risk-taking as substance abuse. No, no, there's not any good drug, and you do not need to try any of it. I wonder what this is like. I'll try anything once. It's stupid. You try it once, you die. There are people that tried it one time and died. Why do you have to try that? Okay, it's not good. Alcohol is not for kings, Olimil. It's not for kings. Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. You want to say in your life, I never touched it, never tried it, never had it. Don't want it. That's the way you want to have. You don't want them to take risks with substances. Okay, what's this? Yeah, I'll try it. Okay, take this pill, smoke this, whatever. Um, No, you want to help them to say you do not want to take those risks at all. Same thing, reckless driving. Okay, Uh, let them see. Watch a video. Show them. Kids think they are indestructible and nothing can happen to them. And they're superhuman. They watch too many Marvel movies and Superman. That's what they think about themselves. And they're not. They're not. So help them to be able to see this is what happens. Teach them the right way to be able to do that. Um, Risky behaviors for me? Absolutely. Crazy. I should have been killed so many times. Um, And so many kids are. Okay. So many kids are. And so teach them not to do that. On the other side of that, ready, boldness, manhood, um, being able to step out and challenge and do some things big, I think are really big. Um, and I think sometimes we, here we go, don't get mad at me, sissify our kids, especially our boys and not letting them be men, not letting them be able to be strong, not letting them be the leader, not letting them take the risks of life that they're going to need to, to accomplish and do big things for God. Any great businessman, any multimillionaire, any billionaire, they take risks as part of business, as part of, I just wanna be safe, just get a minimum wage job and work my little job and do that. And if God called you to do that, I'm not downing that, but I think God wants more for us than the basics and the minimum. And to do that, you have to be willing to take some risks. Okay. So moms, close your ears. (laughs) No, Moms, you need to hear this. We have a tower on our property, man. 100 feet, it's a radio tower. So, here before we got here, the people had a business and they ran uh, trucks uh, all over. And there's a shop, and back by the shop, there's a large tower, and they communicated with all their trucks through that tower. Well, it's still there, and it's solid and it's stable, and it's got all the guy wires for it. And my boys climb it, and my wife can't stand it. <laughs> and I think it's good. We disagree on that, and I win. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, you could fall. Yes, you could fall, but it's safe and they wear a harness and they when they get to where they're going they lock in that harness um, and is there a risk yeah is it some dangerous yes but they're boys and I want them to have that I don't want them to get hurt I don't want them to die but you teach them three points of contact you teach them how to climb in the military we did we did we had to climb cliffs and we they taught us cliff climbing and three points of contact you always keep three points on then you move the next one then you move the next one three points are always on and on secure we had to climb up the cliff And then we had to repel off of it and repel australian and repel swiss um, style backwards and forwards and jump out of airplanes and did that in the military and I, i want my boys to be able to be men to be strong to be able to um not be quote scared of the world and scared of life i want them to to use wisdom and i want them to be able to be skilled and know how to do things to do it the right way um and I'm afraid if we don't, we're going to sissify our boys where they're not going to be able to be the kind of men that built this country, the kind of men that can build a business, the kind of men that can build a, a state. And, and the men that we had are willing to take risks. Oh, no, no, don't get on that boat. you got to cross the Atlantic. You may, It's dangerous. And it was. Okay, but look at the men that did, in the nation we have. Oh, go west, young man. Oh, I don't want to do that. There's Indians and there's wild animals out there. But you look at the type of men that were there, that were willing to take that risk to build something. Okay, and I think that's a big deal. And I'm I'm afraid, uh, risk taking, drugs, alcohol, reckless driving. No, no, no. Risk taking to be able to. Uh, you know take a bicycle off a jump you know uh to have that somewhat of the challenge of a of a of a boy to be able to do more i think those things are good now you can disagree with me i got seven boys i'm glad they where they heart, they work hard, and they do right, but they're also they're men and willing to step out and do the things they believe that they have, and God calls them to do, okay, all right, uh, one more for today, and our time will be done. I try to make these short I don't want to give you twenty points, two or three is enough even to to deal with and try to institute, but mood swings emotional volatility, mood swings um, that's a big problem, honestly, I think a lot of it. Is the food, the sugars. Kids can eat anything, and they do. The problem is all the sugar and the white flour and what that does to even a body and things is not good, the hormonal things. God said he can keep our mind in perfect peace who stayed on the Part of it is being mature enough to be close to God who can keep us solid. If I'm attached to God, God's solid, I'm solid. Um, but emotional things uh, up and down. We need to help. Young people, teenagers, do not have the wisdom of 10, 20, 30 years of an adult and seeing. they're scared and worried and nervous about this one thing with this girl. And we know, son, that's not a big deal. Helping them to understand where they are in life and they're not going to let this bother them up or down. I'm not going to... I'm going to handle this the right way. I'm going to work on my mood and how I control myself. By the way, this starts as a teenager. This starts as a little child. We would make our kids not stop crying. We're not, you're not allowed to cry about that. We don't cry about candy. I want candy. Oh, oh, oh. controlling their mood starts when they're children, when they're little. Um, there's some things, you know, you fell down, you scuffed your knee. Okay, yeah, you can cry about that. All right, that's enough. Turn it off. To control the mood. We ought to be able to control our mood. We ought to teach our children how to commo- how to control their mood. Hey, it's an attitude shake, Better fix it or I'm going to. Oh, that's just cruel. No. That's helping them to be a man. Helping them to grow up. What happens at work? Can you whine? Can you fuss? Can you throw a fit? Um, have a bad mood at work? You get fired. Okay. I rule my spirit, okay? He that ruleth his spirit is stronger than he that taketh the city. And so we need to teach them how to control their mood. And by the way, and I will get, I could get crucified for this one. Even young ladies during their um, cycle need to learn how to help control their mood. We've had kids that had total cramps and just sickness and did and we help with that, we understand that, but I'm gonna rule my spirit, my infirmity, my sickness, my pain is not going to roll my spirit. Um, and so there's no reason to be mean, hard, cruel to somebody. Even if you're feeling bad, it's not a justification for mistreatment of people because we're feeling bad. Do you understand that? Okay. We're sick. Okay. I'm sick, but I'm not going to yell and scream and take it out on somebody else. I'm sick. I'm still going to rule my spirit even if I am sick. We need to teach our children and our teenagers to rule and control their spirit. If they can't, they're going to mess up themselves and their life and their family and their relationships, okay? We do not work on that very much, and we should. Well, that's part of life. Yes, part of life is having hard times but handling them the right way. And and it is so important to be able to teach our children that. Um, that girl that's allowed to anytime she's not feeling well, she's allowed to treat everyone like dirt, okay? Her husband may not put up with that. Mom? Oh yeah, mom will. But is a husband gonna put up with that? You need to help them. Yes, you're hurting, and yes we love you, and yes we care about you, and here's a heating pad, and yes you need to go to bed. But there is no way we're going to allow the outburst where you're mistreating parents brothers and sisters. There's no need for that. Everybody understand that physically we're hurting. Great. But I, but I still going to control my spirit and I'm going to say the right things. And it's not a justification for doing wrong. Okay. You got it. Big deal. Teenagers it's important. <laughs> uh, control that, or it's going to be a hurt and a mess up for them in their life. All right. Hey, God bless you. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Uh, take care. Thank you for listening to the wisdom for life podcast. If you have any questions for us, email us at askpastorbaker at gmail.com and we will answer them in an upcoming podcast. The email is askpastorbaker at gmail.com.